Three, two, two one. one. Let's go! <laughs> Skip I am the host of the Permian Basin Experience podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer, and of course I'm joined by none other than Matt the Skip Scipion. What's up, man? Dude, it's it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've been in here. It feels good to be back. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. It's a special kind of little show, a, a short show that we're going to share with the, yep. with the industry. So Spe- something that hits home, I know, with a lot of us here and, you know, in the Permian in general because UTPB. Come on, Third man. annual. Feels good to say it. Third annual Come Geoscience on. Symposium. It is, man. It's it's incredible that it's at the third annual. Uh, I was there for the first. You were there for the second. You were there for the first. I was there for the first. That was yeah. that's how you convinced me to come out here. That's you right. You said they were holding the symposium, and you're like, just come out, <laughs> visit. Yeah, man. And that was it. That's where it all started, dude. I uh, yeah, I sat there with the faculty, and I was still a student at the time. I'm going, why do do we not have a symposium to highlight what we're doing here? I mean, they went out, they hired Dr. Verma absolute expert in 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 the seismic and and attributes and mm-hmm. i had a dr marford no you and then dr zoba being a geochemist and and yeah, I mean, palynologist a palynologist and that yeah. merged with uh with the the base and history of dr bob trenum i mean why wouldn't we create something that highlights what the heck's going on at utpb not to mention students have these phenomenal projects they're working on in the back end but you know there's nothing really locally for them to go to and present as far as the students are concerned. Yeah. I mean, they're the societies, but they're more focused on, you know, professionals and what's hot in the industry now, opposed to, you know, getting some students out there that are presenting just research. That's that's what they want to see. Yeah, exactly right, man. So I'm reading the letterhead that comes out from uh, from the, the faculty at UTV as they're getting excited for the, the symposium. And it says, the newly formed Department of Geosciences at University of Texas Permian Basin is excited to announce the third annual geoscience symposium on april 25th so mark your calendars april 25th it's an all-day event we're going to kind of break down the event right now uh skips is the man the myth the legend because he is on the itinerary and the agenda for the symposium he's going to give his talk uh specifically a, a kind of a high level look on your thesis we'll we'll mm-hmm. get to that point kind of a cliff notes version but yeah Cliff Notes version of arguably the best thesis to come out of academia in regards to oil and gas, in regards to, I say this with absolute confidence, in regards to oil and gas, Midland Basin, world-class source rock, the Woodford, and the structural history of the Permian Basin based on what you're seeing from the Woodford in, in seismic on a 400 square mile seismic shoot and its impact, absolutely its direct impact on major production in the Midland Basin, 100%, dude. Tell me, it's a phenomenal thesis, dude. I mean, it's been a blast to work on, that's for sure. And I mean, the, the goal of the thesis, right, is, is to tell the story. I, I can't say enough for UTPB to have a true geoscientist doing his thesis at UTPB on this data set and making an interpretation that uh, that I think is going to make ways in the local industry for any Midland player that's around that data set. It's going to be absolutely fascinating, dude. Absolutely fascinating. You've done a, an amazing job on that. So the event is going to be held at the Center of Energy of and Economic Development. So the Center for Energy and Economic Development, the SEED building, in between Midland and Odessa, you see it every time you go to the airport uh, off the, the 191, right next to the uh, the Wagner and Well. 
The symposium will host approximately 100 industry professionals and students. And um, for the first time, I think they're going to have core laid out in the symposium this time, mm-hmm. which were a huge core uh, core university, man. Unbelievable how mu- how many wells and how much rock data Dr. Bob Trinum has has collected, and uh, the university operators have donated to the university. It's it's. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable, dude, how much core is there. And we're doing a hard, we're working hard as, as, as trying to map that and give a visual of, uh, of where these cores are and what intervals they're in. We show that map every year at the symposium for yep. the audience to see. Um, we have over 100 students over there that are ready to do theses, right, to, ready to do work on any of that core. So we show up, the, we throw those maps up. Maybe we'll put it on the website or something for this yeah. symposium uh, or for this, this episode. It's uh, it's awesome, man. It, it it's certainly interesting for any active operator in the Permian Basin to take a look at and to realize that you have a, a an institution of very uh, highly intelligent oil and gas finders at the school that are teaching the students what's going on technically, academically, but also they understand putting it, you know, making it an economic decision and, and the idea of oil and gas too. Yeah, it's it's right there. Why are you not taking advantage of that? Be a sponsor, be a, a mentor for these students. I mean, one of the one of the big things that we're trying to push towards is making our, especially our graduate program, let us help you with R and D. You know, as these big companies know, they're blown and going, and I'm sure they're hundreds of projects you know oh, they want man. to take a sidetrack on but at the end of the day chasing the rig yeah, monster yeah they got to chase the rig they got to drill those wells they need to make you know those quarterly reports whatever however the company's built you know what i mean yeah. so let the students at utpb you know they got two years to do this let them read everything about the topic right and let them put something together right and that's that's exactly what we want to push in this program dude I, it's crazy that we're we're finally there it feels like we're finally there faskin obviously did that yeah and a phenomenal thesis coming out of that with with P Dog, uh, as P Dog is still in Houston, he's coming back. He'll he's be coming, back. He'll be back. He'll be back. And now your thesis and and many more, many many more. Oh yeah. Um, so it talks about how the event will be kicked off with a welcome note with the uh, the UTPB president, Doctor Woodley, and uh, and then our keynote speaker, Doctor John Rotson from Basin Dynamics, Doctor Lev Vernick from Seismic uh, Petrophysics LLC. Additional time will be allowed for students to present posters and thesis work. And we just, we really hope that everybody can come out and just kind of really take a look. And, and really, you're, when you show up and you have presence from an operator, young geoscientist to, to an old timer, when you show up and you talk to these students and you just, you give them a minute and, and provide them that platform to talk to you about what they're working on and trying to make sense of the data and their their interpretation, it's inspiration, man. It's just, mm-hmm. it's simple motivation for the students to keep going. And maybe you're going to say something that kind of just goes off into a rabbit hole and they learn something totally different, but it's important, yeah. right? It's important to you. It's probably important to them. They're going to go off into that rabbit hole. And it's it's a phenomenal event, man. It's all day long. It's completely free. It comes with breakfast, coffee station. It comes with a, an absolute... Uh, every year, it's lights out lunch. Mm-hmm. Every year, it's a phenomenal lunch. Crush it. So Crush it. I mean, it's a it's a real event, man. Come in, check out the core, check out the posters, check out the talks. Let's run through the agenda. What do you think? I'm in on it. Let's do it. Okay, man. We're gonna start it off with breakfast and registration. You walk up to the seed building. 
The sun is just rising. You got the pond, fresh pond right there with, <laughs> the, with birds uh, chirping and yeah. ducks. And Throw some close on the fresh, but there's a <laughs> pond right there. <laughs> You're walking up to the sea building. It's, it's, a, it's a state-of-the-art building, man. It's really nice, really nice. A lot of tech involved in that building. Uh, mm-hmm. They're building a, a huge extension to that with, uh, with the engineers. Um, and the department's going that way too. The department's really working on integrating with engineers, integrating with science, computer science, and uh, and trying to just focus on what the industry needs specifically with oil and gas. But uh, I mean, it's for a geoscientist and for an engineer having that ability to integrate. You know, during your undergraduate and graduate education is huge, especially if you're focused on working in oil and gas, because as we all know. Every day we're working with engineers. Engineers are right. working with us. You're working with accounting. You're working right. with the IT team. It's it's all integrated in industry. And these students are getting just a you know just a little bit of that. Yep. You know? Yeah, dude. And and I think the university is doing a great job. I think I will make the prediction that UTPB will have the first IBA team that has a computer science major, a some kind of business major a engineer and a geoscientist and maybe another geoscientist just to fold the team out. I think we'll have the first completely integrated team to come together and put together a presentation with the IBA. That's just not a bunch of geoscientists, but yeah. a truly integrated team, uh, you know, doing that project. Really the changing the game. Yeah, man. I think we're going to be the first ones to do it because the, because it starts with the president, Dr. Sandra Woodley, UTV president. I haven't had the, the privilege to meet her and shake her hand yet, but she's obviously doing good things. She's very exciting. She brings energy, man. I mean, she's yeah. she's a cool. She seems seems fired up about what she does. I mean, and it and it is an honor, you know, to have the president giving the welcome note for the symposium, and then followed up by you know tried and true, Mr. Dean Zavada. Yeah, man, the dean. Uh, he's he's got an incredible vision, man. He's he's a very interesting. Interesting guy. I think he's a biology uh, PhD, mm-hmm. um, but man, he really understands the role of academia. And and I didn't I didn't fully get that until recently when I sat down with him. Hopefully, we're gonna have him on the show even uh, and have an episode about Dean Zavada and, and what he's doing at UTPB and his vision. But uh, I just love his thoughts on on hi- what he thinks academia is, and academia is. Some, it's a it's a vehicle for operators or for industry to go and say, hey, here's possibly a correlation and causation problem that we're fighting. Here's all the data we have. Exhaust your faculty and your students to, to go down this rabbit hole and figure something out. Yeah. And he is totally game and totally okay with, as every institute should be, with going down a rabbit hole knowing that it could be a total bust. Yeah. That's what they're there for. They're not there to be economic. They're not there yeah. to make money. I mean, as a university, you have that ability to make take those risks, Yeah, right? Which a lot of universities actually don't. A lot of universities are in their box, right? Wow. But, yeah, and operators certainly are. Operators oh, yeah. are certainly in their box, and and they can't take that risk. But man, just wake up, operators, especially the local ones. Wake up. Allow them to chase down that rabbit hole and get to some answer that maybe you were looking yeah. for, or maybe you weren't, but you didn't waste your time on it. And and all the students really learned something. You you. At the end of the day, you've, you've identified students who have geologic curiosity, which is a major point 
in in everything we do and and a major point and something we try to identify in everybody we meet when we meet geoscientists you really try to understand all right man you could be incredibly technical you can understand science and physics and chemistry like nobody else but if you do if you don't have geologic curiosity yeah i'm not interested in that I mean, conversation if you can get an a on a test that's great yeah cool right. dude cool you regurgitate with the best of them. Yeah. But if you are put in front of a computer and you bunch of data and you don't have the curiosity, the natural, intuitive curiosity to put that data together in some software and try to make sense of the subsurface or make sense of geology, get out of the room. Yep. Go do something else, man. This isn't for you. We don't need those people. And you know what? To be frank, we don't have the room for those people. We don't have room in geoscience today for anybody who's not geologically curious, because I'm going to argue that people are going to start saying, what's the point of a geoscientist in this industry? Why do we have geoscientists? All we need are engineers. All we need are people that can get down there and pull the fluid out of the ground. Yeah. We have the data. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, you know, well, <laughs> we can just drill wells. Why do we need you? Right? Right, dude. Except uh, you're getting about 5% recovery factors, so... We without curiosity, you know, there the science cannot move forward. Yeah, man, we have no that's, chance to improve the industry. We have no chance, and that's not because I'm a geoscientist. I am looking at this as logical as possible. If you're not banging on the desk and you're trying to put this idea out there into the fire, yep. And most likely, it will get roasted. I know the majority of my ideas get roasted. Yeah, but the fact that I'm putting ten ideas out there. Nine of them get roasted. One of them, I get the thumbs up. Yep. Hey, that's what counts, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're trying to uh, to make as much money as possible for the company or whatever you're doing. You're trying not to make mistakes. It's against our interest to be wrong. We All geoscientists can't stand being wrong in oh, interpretation, yeah. almost to a fault. And, and maybe that's where the industry is today, is almost to a fault. They don't want to be wrong, and now they're just... I don't know. There, there's a rabbit hole to be to go down there. But the point I'm making is is the academia is is the vehicle for industry to take advantage of, and and we need people that are good mentors. We need people that are geologically curious for the UTBB geoscience department to drive that future. Mm -hmm. I mean, we the vehicle's there, but it it's not just going to drive itself. It doesn't know where to go. We need help. We need some support. Dave Cannon talked about Diamondback maybe stepping up and doing some support with UTBB. Mm -hmm. That's that's huge, dude. Are you kidding me? All of a sudden, the best operator, in, arguably, in the Delaware Basin is now funding and helping UTBB with projects and vice versa. UTBB is potentially driving results that are helping Diamondback. Diamondback? I mean, Dave Cannon sees it, man. He's got the vision. He absolutely understands it. So then we go to Dr. John Rotson. He's going to do stratigraphic analysis of sediment gravity flow deposits and implications. And he's out of Basin Dynamics. And that's mm -hmm. a 30-minute talk. I can't believe he can go into that much detail about it. But, man, we know gravity flows. We oh, know yeah. MTDs, Those man. MTDs, they're huh. hot now. <laughs> they're hot. They're huge. Well, literally, they're huge. But, yeah, it's a, it's a topic right now, especially because of the birth of unconventionals, right? Before, MTDs were always thought of, you know, we're lacking that three-way or four-way closure. It's a yep. three-way closure, blah, blah, blah. This isn't a good conventional reservoir. It's usually a little bit muddier. You know, we're not getting the porosity and the perms that we yep. need. Now it's like, 
yo, let's just string a couple laterals through these things and <laughs> and frack them and see what That's happens. That's it, and, man. I mean, and we saw with, you know, Concho presenting at the Super Basin and, yep. you know, Chevron publishing some papers on the Delaware side. Yep. MTDs are Oxy. yeah Oxy exploiting these MTDs and actually understanding their architecture is is huge. It's oh, huge. dude! And then a technical presentation, which is an interesting title for Dr. Miles Henderson. So, Dr. Miles Henderson, brand new to the university last fall. You're a student of Dr. Henderson. I'm, I'm a student of Dr. Henderson. I'm in his classics course. Okay. And he's not a classics guy. He's a carbonate guy. That's his specialty. That's cool. But. This guy, I'm not going to lie, he's an animal. Really? Yeah. Really? As far as understanding what's going on depositionally, and not only classics, but more so in carbonates, because that's his back or that's his background. Sure. He he gets it, man. Wow. He, he, his understanding of carbonates at an extremely high level, as far as just, you know, the, the academia of it. Hmm. No one of the shit. best I've ever, one of the best I've ever seen. No kidding. That's yeah. awesome, man. I have not been able to take a class from him. I, I, I'm shaking his hand a couple of times maybe. So I'm, I'm glad that there's, yeah, for well, someone like you to say something like that and stick your neck out and, and say something like that. I mean, Watched him present at GSA. Granted, it was difficult. It was at eight o'clock presentation, second day. So, you know, everyone is, you know, kind of struggling at those, eight, those early morning yep. hours, but yep. it was a lights out presentation. Wow. Yeah. Sweet man, uh, that's interesting. Now, does he? Uh, in, have you taken his carbonate class? Next fall, I'm or I'm gonna audit that class for sure, hundred percent. I might join you. I might join you. Yeah, I'm really interested to see if he's if he's run across a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, and then we break out into the poster session, which is classic for any symposium. Yep. The students are going to be standing there. Justin Yandel, just, or should I say Justin Yardell? Yardell? <laughs> Mr. Yardell? <laughs> Justin Yandel got his plaque uh, for best poster last year at the Southwest Section AAPG. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's reinterpreting some outcrop structures, Yeah. which, uh, man, it's super interesting. Yeah. I mean, when you start inter- changing the interpretation of what was happening depositionally to create that feature, I start questioning every interpretation that went to making all the geologic features around that area at that time. Because yeah. that's what he's identifying. This is not right. It's probably, it was made in maybe this way, or he's got a different interpretation. Mm-hmm. What's the impact on the area around that thing? Exactly. And how does that affect that original interpretation of that depositional environment. And that's where, you know, now we're chasing a bigger rabbit hole with that. But yeah, Mr. Yandel, he's, he's got a killer poster. Sweet, man. So we'll check that out for sure. And then we break off into lunch. And I remember seeing an email somewhere that was like, are we going to do fajitas, pasta? (laughs) (laughs) What what are we going to have at the symposium? It's going to be a surprise. It's it's going to be a surprise. It's a surprise lunch. Find out at lunch. Find out at lunch. We will be there without question as we, we try to highlight and figure out what's going on, and, and we all have questions, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the point of the symposium as well, just like EarthTech every year. We all have questions. We're trying to find answers, and, uh, and that's the point of it. So then we, we fire it back up with another technical presentation from Dr. Lev Vernick from Seismic Petrophysics, LLC. And then the UTV IBA team is mm-hmm. going to jump in there, and uh, they, didn't, uh, they did not place this year, mm-hmm. although your team got first last year. Uh, not sure what happened there, but at the end of the day, they're going to give a presentation yeah. on uh, what they did and the data set they were provided. Yeah, they're working on the Byte Basin. It was it was a very difficult data set to work on. It I was mean, also the data set that won the whole in- competition last year, right? Last year, yeah. 
So there's something to be said there as far as how difficult that data set really was. Yeah, it's 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 got some tricks to it, that's for sure. And, sure. And I mean, the program here, I mean, there's a lot of industry support, but at the same time, they give the freedom for to the students in order to make their own interpretations, in order to follow that geologic curiosity. That's so, right. So, and that's that's kind of one of the cool things, right? Because I know a lot of these programs, you know, they have professors that walk you through yeah. your data set. Grab and, the team's hand, yeah. walk them through. Everything shuts down at the university. We're exactly. focusing on IBA so we can win this thing. And, uh, and we're... We're more focused on finding people who are geologically curious. Yeah, we're find, we're trying to find true geoscientists. Yeah. So that uh, that presentation should be pretty interesting. And then boom, we have made it to the time, one fifty p.m. <laughs> on April twenty fifth at the Seed Building. You can be present and listen <laughs> to arguably the best thesis to okay, come out of academia let's, let's not let's not do that <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting nervous it's, uh, it's, it's dude, getting you're, nervous. You're, you're building it up too much man i don't matt, know matt getting stage fright mr matt the skip Scipione. uh technical presentation meaning your thesis yeah it's it's the cliff notes version of my thesis i mean we can't mm. pack it all into 20 minutes unfortunately mm. i mean the full defense prez is going to be 40 mm. 45 the minutes whole to industry an hour should be there but i mean I'm really pumped about it. It's basically I, I wanted to attempt to put the structural history of the Midland Basin and the Central Basin platform, that eastern margin of the Central Basin platform together. Yeah. And it's kind of an older school topic, but it's approached with newer technologies, especially with, you know, yeah. Dr. Verma and his ability to, you know, exploit these attributes. Yeah. To pull every little bit out of them as you can and and, you know, visualize, you know, the yeah. subsurface way better yep. than, you know, just looking at a amplitude slice or a horizon yeah. slice, anything like that, and just running your basic coherence curvature. His his ability to calculate these attributes and bring the clarity to the data set that, you know, something yeah. that a feature that would be sub-seismic resolution that you wouldn't be able to see, now you'd be able to see. And now we have the capability to correlate that to production which is the sure. most powerful part. Sure. Being able to not only explain the history, right? Explain why this is useful, but then prove it's useful with production. And I think that's where, you know, especially that Faskin data set, being able Dude. to prove your ideas. I is think night and day. And and I know you're you're going to be get upset cuz I keep blowing this up not only cuz uh, as as a really good friend, I'm super pumped for you on on what you were able to do with this thesis and and, and having the uh, the opportunity to work on this data set, uh, just absolutely incredible. But you are a phenomenal geoscientist, and 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 you can go toe to toe with anybody on on structure and geologic concepts without question. So UTPB is about to publish a thesis that's honestly, I think it's. It should be recognized as the foundation for all geoscientists working in the Permian Basin to read, to start understanding what the hell is going on from the beginning. From the beginning, you go, you go old, man. You go late. You get, you go, you dive down into where what we have in literature as the most hand wavy part of the Permian Basin. We're talking about pre-Cambrian basement, crazy tectonic arc magmatism. And but I mean, so that's, you You have to. 
right? Because that's, right. that's setting up the basement architecture for everything to come. That's right. right. If you're making your predictions based on max horizontal stress and you're not making your predictions based on the structural history and like a pure shear model, <laughs> you're going to be running into a lot of problems. Uh, you got all kinds why of are, Yeah, why are these <laughs> fractures open? It doesn't match with max horizontal 100%. stress, and it shouldn't. And that's my... You just defended my argument, man. You just defended my argument. If if you are working the basin, the Permian, in the Permian, and you're not going to read Matt Scipione's thesis, you're not... You're just you, what you did is you went out and you collected, arguably you collected all the literature that could help a geoscientist try to understand major convergent vectors through time from the very very beginning to present. You went out and you found all that stuff, you collected it, and then you articulated it in a thesis. Yeah, you didn't go down many rabbit holes in many in any of them. But you went out there for the whole industry, you collected all that stuff, and you articulated that story. And anybody that can read that, that now has a particular problem that they're faced with, wherever they are in the Permian, they can look at that and now go, oh, that's where I start. I Okay, I start in the Precambrian, I got that, got a major convergent vector going this way based on this data. That makes sense to the structural problems I'm seeing in my data set, in that little postage stamp that I'm working. Yeah. And now start making sense of this stuff. I mean, I I don't know, man. I, have you read a paper that goes through the Permian Basin regional Permian Basin structure through from Precambrian to present? Very that few. One paper yeah. that does it all. Very few. And then one paper that has a four hundred square mile seismic shoot that correlates with it all. <laughs> We're trying. Come We're on, trying. man. That's it's a phenomenal thesis, dude. It's a phenomenal thesis, man. And and uh, yeah, so I'm, everyone's super excited about showing up at one fifty p.m. just after lunch. Come for some lunch. Watch the IBA team, and then watch uh, Skip slay his thesis presentation to the audience, and uh, and then you be fired up for his actual defense later this year. Uh, and then we go into Mr. DJ Drew. DJ Drew. Dude, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, another technical presentation. He's going to go through his thesis, right? Yeah. Which is like a... It's the sand dunes and Moxa Arch. That's so right. he's looking That's at right. the Navajo sandstone yep. in the subsurface, and he's able, he's mapped it, right, in such a way that you can actually see the sand dunes in seismic, wow. just, just like the shape of them and everything. Sure. And in doing so, right, he's able to project the paleo wind direction and it lines up perfectly with the orientation of the sand dunes. And yeah. he's done this all on the subsurface yeah. with this seismic data, uh. running a couple attributes here and there just to bring a little bit more clarity wow. to support his story a little bit more. But Dude, can you yeah. imagine if that thing had a regional seal and some kind of carriage and source underneath it? Dude, I'd, I'd drill that thing. Go drill those sand dunes yeah. all, day. all day. man. All day. Wow. Drew, I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm always pumped to talk to Drew and, and see where he goes, man. Incredibly bright oh, geophysicist. Yeah. And then, uh, then we go from refreshments, and, and LMKR is going to have a presentation. And this one's pretty cool, man. LMKR is also, uh, through Faskin's data set and donation, they provided uh, LMKR and our university, UTPB, an opportunity to take in all that data. For over 14,000 wells, over 12,000 logs, uh, 5,000-some-odd horizontals, I think, or maybe it's, not, maybe it's over 1,500 horizontals. Um, yeah, the 400-square seismic. And they're going to visualize, they're packing it all into geographics. They're using the whole suite because we have geographics over at UTVB. So they're going to, they're, they're 
importing all that data, QCing all that data, visualizing the subsurface of what happened through the history, basically, of the whole ranch or that whole shoot. Where were they drilling first? Why were these, what, what bumps were they chasing in these Ellenberger plays? Or what were they doing, right? Tying that all to production, watching uh, how we can use the geosteering software and geographics to land laterals. Or what we're doing is driving the concept to the students. We're driving the concept of everything that we do as geoscientists for an oil and gas operator. We're driving that concept of all of it across the board to the UTVB students. So this yep. class and this data set is going to be offered, should be offered to engineers, geoscientists, accountants, landmen, business majors. I mean, here is how you look at something geoscientifically, right, with the data that you have. You're going to look at that. You're going to make an assessment and a prediction. The engineer is going to take that based on some log data and maybe some 2D, right? They're going to look at that and be like, man, it looks like you should have something of economic value. The business major can come in and say that is of economic value if the prices are this and that, right? You can exit strategy. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a full oil and gas integrated project and... We're going to provide that to students. We're going to provide that whole platform for them to just chew on and take advantage of that. I mean, most importantly, understanding the data and how to optimize it, right? Because a lot of these companies, they're still finding data, right? That was buried in files and (laughs) files. It says like, you know, Mr. Smith's temp. And then who do you, what do you know? It's like three different seismic shoots sitting in there, but I'm not even kidding. I yeah. heard, I heard some stories. I heard some stories. I believe it. 100%, I will not man. put that operator on blast, but I've, I've heard I, some shenanigans. Yeah, I dude. But, data is such a problem. Yeah. But making the students understand the value of data and how to optimize it. Yeah you know, from a fully integrated perspective. That's that's the goal. That's what we're doing, man. We, we understand as geoscientists what it takes to observe the physical world and make drawings or try to put that on paper and subscribe, like transcribe what we saw and articulate what we see and, and why it's important and maybe why the in- depositional environment might have been that way. That's a description of the physical world and you're physically putting that down in something. Then there's a whole other world that's developed over the past 20 years, the, the digital world, and that's turning all that stuff into some format, right? Some data format, numbers and spaces and ASCII files and all that stuff. Take all that physical data that you've described and observed and now put it into a software where you can mess with it digitally. That's what we do. That's the future. And if you can't do that efficiently, you're not going to have a job in the oil and gas industry. You have to be able to understand that it is a physical measurement of the physical world and now it's turned into data. That data better be right. You there is QCing involved in all of this in every step of the way. You better be QCing every bit of your data because the interpretation you're going to make of the digital world using the software is based on this converted thing from the physical world to the digital world. There's so many mistakes that can happen in that log data, in the seismic data, in any of it. So many different mistakes that can be had. So we're teaching them that too teaching them that this is it, man. This is what we do as geoscientists. Here's what the data looks like. Here's how you QC it. Here's how you manage it. And here's how you make interpretations on it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately exploiting the upper spray barrier and landing as many horizontal wells as possible and optimize completion. Yep. Just a full-blown field development. That's that's yeah. the, that's the end goal, yeah, right? Man. Like how do we develop this field from the very beginning, from that first well that we land till the end? Yep. 
right? And how do we change spacing? How do we understand, you know, like right. how do we, like you said, do we complete them one at a time or do we drill them all up and then complete them all at once? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Let's do a thesis on that or let's have just yeah. presentations on that, man, from UTVB. I mean, we got the data set. So that, that presentation is going to be really cool. It's just really educating the industry that at UTVB we're really focused on teaching geoscientists the whole idea of mm-hmm. oil and gas and, and all the way down to the data, to the log curve data even. And then it goes right into a poster session, award ceremony from there uh, as who won as, as far as the, uh, the judges come back on, on the posters. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there oral presentation winners or just posters, I think right? It's posters. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then that's it. The, they'll, they'll end it up with the, uh, the career opportunity in geology from, uh, from high school. They'll have Dr. Verma, Carlos Sainz, our buddy. Dude, <laughs> the alum. C-no. The alum. And uh, they're going to give a presentation to the local high schools talking about um, why wouldn't you be interested in this? Yeah. Why wouldn't you be interested in this career? Challenge yourself to find a reason not to be interested in this. And if at the end of the day you find people that are and you find people that aren't, well, the people that aren't interested, you've 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 inspired them and motivated them to go find them that's something that they are interested in. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So that's phenomenal, man. We're giving back to the high school. We're we're finding the the next generation of uh, oil and gas finders, and and I think that's it. I mean, that is that's the agenda, man. We just yeah. went through it. How do you feel? Are you excited for your presentation or not? <sighs> A little nervous now. <laughs> A little bit nervous. <laughs> I'm excited though. All right, Always man. excited. Okay, and for the UTVB Geoscience Symposium, they have confirmed sponsors for the event, and we could not do this without the sponsors. UTVB would not be able to pull this off without the sponsors, and those 100%. sponsors are LMKR Geographics, uh, Ralph the Second Lang Jr. and Associates, Great Western Drilling, and uh, Russell Richards over at Great Western. Let's go. Geolog, Isaac, and the guys and the crew at Geolog. Anadarko is a sponsor, which is interesting. Which is now Chevron? Chevron. So should we say Anadarko or Chevron? I don't know. I don't know. We'll say... Chevadarko. 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 (laughs) Chevadarko. Coming in clutch. The WTGS... As, as just a huge supporter and advocate for UTVB and, mm-hmm. and uh, a platform for students to go to dude, lunches and network WTGS, with professionals. man, oh. is really the, the, really the foundation of building blocks behind some of the stuff that's happened at UTVB. Oh, 100%. And they're sponsoring the, the, the symposium. And then Icon Science, P-Dog's, uh, P-Dog's <sighs> new home, is coming in and sponsoring the, uh, the symposium. And, and again, UTVB, and on behalf of UTVB, we cannot thank the sponsors enough for this yeah. show. And we're out. That's it, man.